0: It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101
1: ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go.
0: Let's head to the Ron Crouppen celebrity line, the one, the only, Jeremy Rutherford from the Athletic Our Blues Insider joins us. Good morning, JR. How you doing?
1: Good morning, you
0: guys. How are you guys doing? I'm Good. Doing well. Hey, I want you to, uh, and if you want to disagree with David Braun, feel free to do so. <laughs> he told us that he prefers to start on the road, and I get that with the 2019 team, why he would feel that way. That being said, with Huso's dominance at home and with young players like Jordan Cairo and uh, Thomas, even though he's played for a Stanley Cup champion, I think I might like the comforts of home for this team in the first round. Where do you fall there?
1: Yeah, I heard that interview you guys did with uh, David Perron, and didn't he say, uh, I don't know if Tom Stillman's listening to (laughs) this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to want that one extra game uh, at home. No, I can understand where David Perron's coming from. And look, this team's uh, 6-0-1 in the last seven road games heading into this uh, West Coast trip here. So they do play well on the road, but I think you're right. I think with uh, Huso's dominance at home, and let's not forget this. But this Minnesota team is going to be riled up come game one. You know, they could have Marc-Andre Fleury in that. They have a great home record. As much as the Blues have dominated the Minnesota Wild, you could go up to – to minnesota in fall oh two so i do think uh enterprise center is a place to start that series if you're a blues fan
0: jr you have a great piece at the athletic about billy Husso earning that game one start for the blues in the playoffs but if slash when jordan bennington is called upon what's your confidence level with him he's won three in a row the latest being uh that win over the weekend uh versus nashville but where are you at with jordan bennington
1: i like him i like the way he's played here lately and to me it goes beyond the three wins even though what that's the match's longest stretch or second longest stretch he's had this season i think just watching him you can tell he's moving around better not sliding around uh, squaring up to the puck a little more and as craig gruby said the other day he feels like that swagger is back with jordan binnington you know when i wrote the piece i felt like bigger picture Billy is the guy to go with He's the guy who's, who's gotten you here. He's the guy who's proven that he can make some big-time saves. He's done that a lot here lately. But with Jordan Bennington and the way he's playing lately, you know, hypothetically, game two, Huso doesn't have it. You have to turn to Jordan Bennington. Look, he's going to just wake up. This is the playoffs. Uh, after putting together a few good games here, I think you'd get a good goaltending out of Jordan Bennington. So I'd start Huso. I'd go that route. But I wouldn't be uh, at all opposed to going to Jordan Bennington if you had to,
0: Jr. You did a great job of covering the entire Vladimir Tarasenko saga last summer, and we we read and hear now that Tarasenko is telling teammates and coaches th- that he'd like to stay. What are you hearing about that? What's the latest on Vladdy and his desire to either stay or go?
1: Yeah, Randy, I've checked in uh, you know on this uh, fairly routinely. And, uh, you know, what I keep hearing is that it'll be revisited in the off season. And, you know, does it look like Vladdy wants to stay? Does it look like there's been a, a change of heart and he would not follow through with that trade request? You know, potentially. It, it certainly looks like he's having fun. He's having a career year. He's He put up the most points uh, in his career the other night. Uh, with this uh, extended point run point streak run that he 's on, um, so does he want to go i don't i don 't know that he wants to go. I just think that they 're going to have to sit down at the end of the year and and figure out what they need to do with one year left on that contract. Is he going to resign here when that year is up? Do they give him the extension? Does he want an extension? So I think there are a lot of positive things going on with this situation, a lot of things that no one really could have envisioned with where things were last summer. Um, but I don't know that it's set in stone that he'll be here next year or that he'll sign an extension. I think that stuff will all have to be revisited.
0: And, Jr, the reality of the situation is, even if the Blues win the Stanley Cup, they're going to have – Interest in Matthew Kachuk, and he's going to have mutual interest, and you're going to need cap space to bring a guy like that aboard, whether it's after this season or after next season. And you might get the most—your greatest benefit from Vladimir Tarasenko, especially if you could win a Stanley Cup, might be to just move him and have somebody pay a lot in assets to get him—to uh, to move him away.
1: Yeah, that's definitely another way to look at it because, you know, whether it's Matthew Kachuk or it's just another direction that the Blues are going, uh, at some point you're going to have to clear up some cap space. And do you take advantage of the great season that Vladdy's had? And, you know, now he's in his early 30s and, and you do make that trade, you do get some assets to kind of replenish the, the system with what Vladimir Tarasenko uh, did this year. I think it's a strong possibility. You know, another situation the Blues have is uh, David Perron. Do they bring uh, him back? So I think there's... The flexibility uh, with a Tarasenko situation, with a Perron situation, if the Blues want to find some cap space, you know, Matthew Kachuk's going to cost a ton. I can't see the Blues giving up the assets that it's going to take and then also sign him to the big contract uh, going into uh, to, to his next deal. Uh, but I could see a situation where if he becomes a, a free agent, uh, the Blues could take a look at, at Matthew Kachuk. So, so you're right. That's why I don't think it's as clear-cut as some people about Tarasenko coming back.
0: J.R., the Blues have been playing great. They stopped a nine-game win streak with that loss versus Boston, but really every component of this team is rolling right now. But in these last five games before the Blues enter the playoffs, is there anything specific that you're going to be looking for that you want to see out of this team as they get ready to go into the postseason?
1: Well, Michelle, the one question that I had, and they kind of showed it the other night, I really felt like uh, I just want to see them compete and uh, and and show that intensity, and that's what I've been saying for a couple weeks now. Sometimes that disappeared uh, when these games were really big down the stretch. But you look at this last stretch. You talked about these five games. Uh, the Blues played five games in eight days. They played three and four. They had a horrible second period against the Boston Bruins, and what did they do come out in that third period and compete? So that showed me a lot as this team, you know, tired, tough stretch of hockey, uh, an emotional game against Minnesota. I thought there was a chance that they'd go down to, to Nashville and lay an egg Uh, because of uh, the emotion that was in that Minnesota game but what do they do they go out and score seven goals in the second period win the game eight to three so to me they've shown a lot here I mean if you're looking for a question or two uh, sure I think it's Jordan Cairo I think uh, he's a guy that needs to to show that he's going to be able to help you in the playoffs and I think uh, you know what are they going to do defensively you know you thought that that uh, Krug and Falk would get back together but they're playing Nick Letty with Justin Falk and that's working so how is this defense, how are the pairings going to shake out, and do, in fact, they go with Billy Huso in the playoffs, like we were suggesting yesterday in the article.
0: JR, I know that this gets asked a lot, but we talk about who could make a Jaden Schwartz-type impact in the playoffs, and I look at the roster, and because everybody's done so well, I really can't find (laughs) somebody where I thought, okay, he had a down regular season, and he's going to turn it on in the playoffs. Is there that guy on this roster this year?
1: Yeah, I think that you look up and down the roster, like you just said, and, and everybody's doing it. I said this the other day that every time I go to look uh, at a player's point streak, it seems like everybody's on a five or six, or in Robert Thomas's case, a 14 game point streak. You know, I don't think there necessarily is that type of player where if you, if you you don't want to say get that guy going, but if you can get, you know, in ordinary production out of uh, one of these players, like we said with Jaden Schwartz a few years ago, that that's just going to benefit this team big time. Obviously, Jordan Cairo has to, you know, be, somewhat of the player that he was throughout the season for this team you know i don't look at tyru and say you know the blues can get by without him of course they can but they definitely need his production like they got all season so i think that's a guy maybe not a similar case to schwartz like we were saying but i think he's a guy that needs to step up um, and, and this defense has to play strong. So maybe, Randy, the answer to your question isn't uh, from a points perspective or, or goals or things like that. But uh, I, I think if this Blues team is going to go a couple rounds in the playoffs, this defense has to be a story. It has to come together. Uh, Nick Letty's been really good. Torrey Krug's back and healthy, looks good. You know, I think we need to be uh, writing about how well this defense is playing if we're writing about this Blues team into the second and third round.
0: Finally, JR, you took over the beat at the PD. After the lockout, right? Right, right. So you've had Kitchen, you've had Murray, you've had Payne, you've had Hitch, you've had Yo, and you've had Baruby, right? Right. right. What sets Chief apart? Why is he different?
1: (laughs) You know, to me, uh, I think it's his calm demeanor. And, you know, if I can say this, just no BS. And I have all the respect in the world for all those other coaches um, you know, especially uh, Ken Hitchcock and what he's accomplished in his career. Um, you know, but I think, you know, at times there were games played between coaches and uh, players. And I think that's the case probably around the league with a lot of coaches. And, you know, sometimes those games get old and, you know, those relationships run stale. But I think with Craig Gruby, there are no games. Every time I talk to a player, you know, they tell you that he tells it to you straightforward, and they appreciate that. And You know where he's coming from. And, you know, we watch out on the ice uh, after practice, and he's going individually talking to guys saying, hey, you're out tonight, and, and here's why, and things like that. So to me, uh, his calm demeanor, and there's absolutely no BS with this guy.
0: Jr. always good to hear from you, and uh, we'll enjoy this trip. You have fun out there on—I'm not calling it a West Coast trip because you're in Arizona, too. I'm calling it a Pacific Time <laughs> Zone trip.
1: That'll work, that'll work. And, uh, hey, I popped up uh, quick and easy today, uh, 6 o'clock, and ready to go for you guys. So uh, I guess my body clock here um, overrode anything else.
0: You're the best. Thanks, JR. Have a great day. Thanks a lot, guys. You guys, too. See ya. That's Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues Insider, from The Athletic on 101 ESPN.
1: Pop quiz. What can you buy for $3.99? Not a latte, but for less than the cost of a cup of coffee, you can get all your favorite music ad-free.